The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The one-two pitch, ball line to Yout, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air... Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history. Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center. He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well, and it's gone! Morgan a smash up the middle, base hit the center. Here comes Gomez around third. A throw and the Brewers win. The Brewers are moving on on a base hit by Nigel Morgan. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up, get up, get out of here and go for Yelich. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Schneider. I'm me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast, Adam, you put a call to action out on not the last podcast, but the last uh, recap podcast that the Milwaukee Brewers should just go out and win a series, not just the final game of a series, but go out and win a series. It didn't happen, uh, but you know, I'm still happy to be across a Zoom screen from you uh, talking about baseball. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing okay. It would be better if they would just stop losing series. But yeah, that's what they're, they're choosing to do. Um, glad they're getting the one out of three to keep up this kind of strange pretense in the NL Central where... You know, it's the gap is tight. We're now at a half a game again. And obviously going into a series with a division rival seems a weird thing to describe the Reds as they're in the division. But hey, they're three games back. Everyone here loves to lose. So uh, this next one will really need to be a series win. But the Brewers are they are struggling. Um, we know we know many of the reasons why, but just beyond that, it is not happening. It is not clicking lately. 
Yeah, 27 or 29 and 27 record, a game and a half ahead of the Pirates. A minus 26 run differential, which is obviously uh, inflated due to some of the lopsided losses we've seen them take in the last few weeks. Uh, For whatever reason, the National League Central and the American League Central have both just been locked into this uh, pact where they're going to play bad baseball uh, and you know it's going to be a division race for all the wrong reasons i'm gonna throw out something that i just want you to answer on instinct not any logic or any research i didn't prepare you for this uh obviously adam you play 162 games in a baseball season how many wins win cnl central this year i mean is it like 84 too low that's kind of what I'm going with right now. That's that's what my instincts tell me. Could it could I, it be 82? I don't I don't know. Are we going to have four teams below 500 or at 500 best? I mean, that's entirely possible too. As it stands, Pirates are one game above, Brewers are two games above, everyone else is below. I would guess the Cardinals are going to finish above 500. But I would have also guessed the Cardinals would be above 500 at this point. And even since they've started to kind of tear back, things have now evened out. They're 5-5 five and five over the last 10. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can win this division at one game over 500. It's very sad, Andrew. Uh, my heart of hearts, like truly deeply inside me, wants the Milwaukee Brewers to go on some insane tear and just have Sure. Is that, is that really that deep inside you? That seems like okay. Kind of it's on the very too. it's on the very surface <laughs> level of my heart. Deep inside my heart, I want them to win the division at eighty one and eighty one, eighty one oh. because I think that would be hilarious. Uh, just like some and, de- anyone... and then get hot. That's that's really. I mean, that's the really fun way to do it. Or like finish eighty and eighty two and win the World Series. That yeah, <laughs> like things like that. Just you know, that's that's what I think about when I'm awake late at night. Shall we dive into the news and notes segment that we have come to know and love, Adam? Ugh, yeah. Well, it's it's better this time. Yeah, there's not too much. Well, there's still some stuff to talk about, but uh, nothing too crazy. As we mentioned on the last podcast uh, with our guest, Kurt Hogue. Thanks again to Kurt for jumping on and talking to us about the Brewer season at large and his excellent piece on Devin Williams. The Brewers have designated Luke Voigt for assignment. Uh so, you know, that was uh that was a piece on the roster that we thought was going to be a good depth option, someone to uh spell Luke, or Jesse Winker at DH, spell Rowdy at first base, and it just never happened. And at this point, in favor of roster flexibility and having guys that, you know, you hope will actually one day perform. I'm in favor of in the move. I took my loss on Luke Voigt a few weeks ago. It feels like a month ago now at this point uh, because he just never panned out. Uh, yeah, goodbye to the Luke Voigt era in, in Milwaukee. It just didn't happen. Uh, I'm assuming you have no deeper thoughts than that. No, I I really do think we took the loss on it longer than... Is it, is it not longer than a month ago? Like it, it, it was probably a month and a half ago. I, at this point. I feel but, like it was very, very early in the season. I mean, the thing coming in, 
we really wanted him to make the roster or the options. You know, still good with that. Was worth a try. He's not good. Uh, it's just, it's gone. And that's fine. And you move on. And that's what they've done. So we're certainly, we're in the midst of a season where that is the philosophy that the Brewers are just having to apply to a lot of guys at a lot of different positions. It's always a, a factor, but it feels like a little bit more so than ever as the need arises at a certain position, we're seeing the Brewers be like, is this guy got anything left? Is this guy got anything left? And as we get onto it, I mean, it seems like maybe some guys do have something left who you wouldn't think so. And if that's the case, I guess the strategy is worth trying. Um, but yeah, let's what can you do, Andrew? What can you do? This is this is what we're dealing with. If you give yourself, you know, just whatever loose change you find down the back of the couch to to fill out these kind of spots in your roster, well, can't be expected gourmet dining. You might you might find a bargain once. You might be like, wow, there's this really great place that's super cheap and I've I've really I've really looked out here. But for the most part, you're gonna be you're gonna be a little bit disappointed. We're in search of McDonald's breakfast. No free ads. We're in search of Taco Bell. We're in search of one of those. A lot of free ads. (laughs) You can't just say no free ads and then name all the brands. It's okay. Ty's not going to listen to this. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, uh, all all of that is to say NFL draft voice Darren Ruff. You are on the clock. He's the next uh, guy on this roster who is fighting for. Uh, a bench role, a DH role, a first base role, and uh, there's been good and bad with his start of the season. Uh, and that'll bring us to one smaller note. Uh, Alex Claudio, uh, who was designated for assignment, cleared waivers. He's outrighted to Nashville, so he stays in the organization. Uh, a man that I'm pretty sure is being listed with the same injury that Luke Voigt was listed with. Jesse Winker is mm. on the IL with a cervical strain, a.k.a. whiplash, I think, as Adam McCalvey put it. Uh, obviously, Winker has struggled so far this year, much like Voigt. Um, Abraham Toro recalled for the first time this season from Nashville. We've got to look at Toro, and we'll talk about that a little bit later um, in the episode. But Jesse Winker to the IL. Uh, when Luke Voigt went to the IL, uh, he didn't come back. Jesse Winker, obviously making more money and was expected to have a more prominent role in this team. Um, do you think this is just a refresh from Winker? Do you think uh, we're in for either A, something that turns into an extended stay, or is this the last we've heard of him? Is this going to be a recurring theme with the DH types where they go on the IL and they never come back? Um. The you mean the IL for these guys is the farm upstate? Is that what's happening? That uh, I didn't say that, Adam. You said that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we know all about Winker having it was neck surgery he had coming into the season, right? Or back surgery was certainly kind of look. We knew coming in what the risks were, Winker, and that his body may just not be up to this or what it once was, and that that could play out as him being a bust for the Brewers, I think we were pretty optimistic it wouldn't be at this level, to say the least. I could buy that this is legitimate and we see him back soon, but 
is any Brewers fan like, oh, please, please, let's get Jesse Winker back soon. We really need Jesse Winker. It, no, it just hasn't hasn't happened at all. Um, in fact, it would be hard for it to have happened any less than it has to this point for Jesse Winker and the Brewers. So I don't know. I mean, again, going back to what we just talked about and the Luke Voigt of it all and the, the roof of it all, it's... I don't think he's going anywhere because the opportunities are just going to continue to present because all of these guys aren't very good. So unless the Brewers do something more drastic that gets them someone much more real who they can trust at this point in their career, I'm sure Jesse Winker is back and... Yeah, we may see more of him struggling. I don't know. It'd be nice to think it's gonna it's gonna click and we'll see a much better version of Jesse Winker. At this point though, you've gotta think that ship has likely sailed. Uh yeah, I'm I'm not optimistic, but I also don't know. I've been just scrolling the uh, stat pages for the Oakland Athletics to see if just you know Anybody there could could be in this role. Jesus Aguilar is that designated for assignment mm. recently. He'll be available soon. I'm not sure that uh, you know that's a viable option. Let me. Let's, let me I have I have, I have the stat page when up. You, Adam. When you it? consider what viable options are for this team, though, like by point of comparison uh, to what's on the roster, and it's like <laughs> who knows. I wouldn't rule anything out. Yeah, I you know he's been bad the last few weeks, but who can blame him? He plays for the A's, but I'm <laughs> so about these to... Brewers. No, not not Aguilar, a different guy I'm about to talk about. But he's got oh, okay. great numbers for the season overall. If they can extricate Brent Rooker from Oakland, he deserves he deserves to be uh, happy. He deserves to like not go to the farm upstate and to come to just like a golden retriever retreat and just like, you know, everyone's happy and running in fields and uh, just like living their best life. Um, One bit of good news, I guess, Adam, or at least a tidbit of good news. We're trying for anything possible uh, from Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee journal Sentinel. Some good news regarding Wade Miley from Craig council. It's going really well. He feels great. We're trying to push this along with Wade, and so far, all signs are good. So we'll push him as fast as it's kind of reasonable, but it's pointing in a good direction here. Is that anything meaningful or tangible? No, but it's not bad news, and we will take it. Oh, I I think that's meaningful. I mean, I wasn't expecting updates like that this soon. It seems like interesting that they're saying they're pushing him along. Don't know if that's a great idea. Uh, there's the need is certainly there, but don't think Wade Miley needs a recurrence of this injury or really any more serious injury at this point in his career and what he's generally given the Brewers this year. Um, but good to hear things are going well, uh, in spite of moving very quickly for Wade Miley. And yeah, I think certainly welcome him back. They're still with the starters, and I don't even need to name the names of the starters. There's an element of, when we saw some of it, Adrian Hauser in this series, which was the question mark before that. It's like, okay, is this just is this going to hold up? It'd be great if it does. Is it, though? There are even bigger question marks in that front still that I would love to think it's just going to keep going, keep going. Um, But 
it would be nice to have Wade Miley back, and that's obviously how the Brewers are thinking. So that he's moving at this kind of pace and ready to get back to some bullpen session soon and ramp things up from there. All right, that sounds good. I I'll take it as meaningful, Andrew. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look good news in the eye and turn it away. All right. Um, you know, him he's being pushed along, Adam. You're in your thirties, you know. Sometimes we need to be pushed along. So just to, for the record, you you're also in your thirties, just to get that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're very close in age. That's we are. let that be known. Adam is the eldest boy. We'll say that. Uh, and then, you know, me and Jordan uh, are uh also pretty close there behind. And then we've got we've got our uh mid twenties colleagues with their whole lives ahead of them and they don't know what they have. Um, shall we move to the series against the Toronto Blue Jays, Adam? Sure. Did you have another news or note? Sometimes I miss things. I don't uh, think like so. I, I it's it's it seems to, it is something that I usually go this, but not, but I don't. It's possible maybe I'm forgetting something or have missed something, but I do think that is that is it. I mean, there are other players who have moved around as part of some of this and guys making debuts and all that stuff, which we're going to talk about. So I think you've covered what needs to be covered up front. It t- it took uh, Ty referencing Tim Windish, thinking that Sal Friedel goes back to playing for me to realize he had gotten cleared for baseball activity. So things slip under the cracks, Adam. There's a lot of news coming fast and furious in the baseball world. So shout out Big Tim. I missed that too. Sal's, Sal's playing? Is that what you said? No, he's not uh, cleared for baseball activity. Not okay. playing is what is okay. what the is what the Discord chatter was uh, spurred upon by uh, Big Tim Windish. So there Shout we go. Shout out Tim. Yeah. Uh, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adam, this season for the Brewers has been death by a thousand cuts, and this game for Adrian Hauser was death by a thousand cuts. A lot of 11 hits, 10 of them singles, the lone extra base hit being a double by Whit Marydville, and uh, 
to your point earlier, we said, what can offset the loss of all these starting pitchers? That's Adrian Hauser coming out and shoving. And he did that for a bit. And then this was less good. But there was so much optimism early in the game. You and I wrapping up a podcast about succession, uh, seeing William Contreras hit a home run to score himself and uh, Owen Miller and go up 2 nothing in the first inning. Uh, pitching for the Blue Jays was uh, Yusei Kikuchi that we mentioned in the last podcast. Uh, and then in the first inning, the uh, the singles would start to roll in. Uh, Hauser struggling with his command and uh, getting into some deep counts. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. singles to score George Springer to make it 2-1. Matt Chapman then singles to score Vlad Guerrero Jr. to make it 2-2. Then that aforementioned Whit Merrifield double scores Matt Chapman and Brandon Belt. It's 4-2 after the first inning. The lead is completely wiped away, and then, you know, Toronto adds to their lead. In the second, uh, Bo Bichette, fielder's choice, scores Alejandro Kirk to make it 5-2. A Brandon Belt single scores Kevin Biggio to make it 6-2. Uh, and then in the third, the scoring for the game would completely finish up. A Kevin Biggio single scores Whit Merrifield. It's 7-2. Like I said on Hauser, four and a third innings pitch, 11 hits, 10 of them singles, seven runs, six earned, three walks, three strikeouts. Just did not have his command early. Um I was surprised he got as far into the game as he did. Um, yeah, better than going out after three innings, but just one of those starts that you're going to see from Hauser from time to time just because of the contact that he allows and uh, also was kind of let down uh, by his defense in certain cases. A uh, Brian Anderson fielding error. Um, was that one? Uh, when he was on the mound, I can't remember. And also, uh, Hauser himself. It was, uh, yeah. it, it was in yeah. that game. Hauser himself had a misstep when covering first base and missing the base. So just overall, a very weird game. Uh, a lot of contact, some of it hard, most of it not. And Hauser just off his game. And uh, one of those flip a coin moments where are you going to get good Hauser or bad Hauser? And you got the version that's allowing uh, balls to slip through the cracks and as I think uh, one of the – Todd Rosiak put in the Journal Constitution uh, – or Journal Sentinel. Jeez, going back to my Atlanta days. Um, the Blue Jays put them where they ain't, and uh, they came away with the win. Yeah, pretty brutal. It is, as you kind of mentioned, I think, before what we'd seen from Hauser lately, what we would have imagined as the trademark. Oh, this is the disaster Hauser game where – just contact everywhere. Um, some walks thrown in for good measure. He could have been helped by his defense. He could have got out of some of those spots a little bit earlier and would have made some difference. I certainly won't say all the difference. But yeah, you just can't do a lot with that. He didn't have it. And it got late early would be the way that I think we'd put that one. And from there, it's a real uphill battle. I mean, something that was consistent across this series. Brewers offense just continuing not to fire. So if you have a game like that from your pitcher, like in theory, there's nothing insurmountable about that. You could score eight runs. Lots of teams do it regularly, Andrew. Um, <laughs> not the Brewers. Yeah, four hits in the game. Um, got a lot of walks. Uh, Kikuchi walked five Brewers. Uh, Simber walked one, so six walks. 
but just two chances with runners in scoring position, and they were over two. Like, you're not going to win baseball games when you score two runs, no matter what kind of starting pitching performance you get. Uh, moving on to game two of this series. I'll, I do want to say before we move on, we'll talk about him later, but uh, Andrew uh, Monasterio, two for three with a walk. So really good performance from him. So obviously that remains a, a cool story. Guy getting his chance due to adverse circumstances on the roster with Willie Adamas going down and uh, performing so far. But game two, uh, Julio Tehran on the mound for his second start as a brewer against Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa is an interesting I guess, talking point this season because he's a guy who, based on his draft pedigree um, and based on how he performed in the majors in his early career, he's uh, I think out- outspoken guy. He'll tell tell it like it is and like he's thinking it, a guy that you would expect to be in uh, Cy Young conversations moving forward. Last season, 196 and two-thirds innings, a 2-2-4 ERA, 5.9 war on ESPN as I'm reading it now. And this season has just been an absolute disaster for him. So just very, very weird situation there. A guy in the early parts of his career experiencing some adversity. And uh, the Brewers took advantage of him early in the game, thanks to Abraham Toro in the second inning. Toro homers to right field with Brian Anderson on base to make it 2 nothing Brewers. Uh, Julio Tehran on the mound for the Brewers, like I said, and he was excellent again. Six innings pitch, four hits, uh, just one unearned run allowed. <laughs> no strikeouts, no walks. Uh, that run came on a Kevin Kiermaier triple in the fifth inning. Gotta say, Adam, not a fan of Kevin Kiermaier. He was tracking down every baseball in center field that he could get his hands on, uh, especially he, he in the last game of the series. Eventually, did one favor in the last game too, but only after wiping out like five potential hits yeah um Maryfield was only on base because of a throwing error by Abraham Toro uh hard hit ball that he knocked down and the throw was just off the mark uh then Tehran got Alejandro Kirk out and Kevin Biggio out and then Kiermaier's triple scored Maryfield but a George Springer ground out would get Tehran out of the fifth inning and then he would fire in a scoreless sixth uh to finish his day Outstanding out of outing from Tehran again. Uh, continues to surprise, and uh, who knows how long it'll keep up, but we will take it. It's it's just something the Brewers vitally need at this point. Uh, they would get another run in the seventh inning. Owen Miller double scores Joey Weimer and Christian Yelich to make it four to one. A little bit of insurance. Kevin Biggio ground out after uh, Yoel Pimps got himself into a jam in the seventh would make it four to two. Pimps would then get out of the rest of that jam, thankfully. Uh, scoreless inning from Peter Shreslecki. Scoreless inning from Devin Williams finishes out the game. Fun fact about this game, the Brewers managed to win it despite their pitchers not striking anybody out. A possible reason that might have happened, despite them not missing bats, is they also didn't walk anybody. Very bizarre game. And I think, uh, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but the first time it's happened for the Brewers organization since 1992, the year uh, I was born. So, wow, what a what a weird game. Particularly, I mean, Piam, Strzelecki, Devin, they're not guys that between them you expect no strikeouts. So, that's a fun, fun stat, a fun detail. Also, 
on the subject of Devon, he made a pretty incredible catch for the final out of the game as the ball was absolutely crushed up the middle at him, which again, I would just ask all Major League Baseball players, uh, <laughs> including the Brewers own in some cases, to stop hitting baseballs really hard at Brewers players. We, do, we don't have enough players left, uh, but particularly Devin Williams, if you could not do that, Devin certainly did an incredible job to grab that one. Um, but yeah, let's not test that too often. I don't I don't want to see him put to the task on how's your glove when a ball's hit at you at like, I don't know, a hundred miles per hour and it's just inches from your elbow or something. But Tehran is I mean, I should maybe just enjoy this more, but this is kind of it's like the Hauser conversation we were having, it's like Colin Ray conversations. Logically, it just feels like this is a great thing you've got going, and it's gonna run out. It's gonna run out pretty soon. Um, if it doesn't, what a find this is going to be for the Brewers. But certainly, as long as they can get out of this, as much as they can get out of him, to keep things going, to possibly get a weight Miley back, or who knows, maybe it goes even better, and we we get closer to when Brandon Wooder if it's coming back and. Toronto's still pitching well. That would be really, really great. But in the meantime, four hits, no runs, six innings pitch. Gotta love that. Yeah, we'll take it <laughs> because uh, it, it's banked wins <laughs> and those matter uh, via Todd Rosiak's article. Uh, the sixth time in franchise history that feat was accomplished. Uh, first time since July 11th, 1992 against the Royals. Craig Council says, we play every day and there's crazy stuff that happens. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, in general, the last time this happened in baseball, July 1st, 2014, uh, Rick Porcello with the Tigers at that point, I think, uh, complete game shutout, allowing four hits, no strikeouts, no walks. So, can the uh, Brewers make that an official slogan? I think we that would be good for tickets. We play every day, and there's crazy stuff that happens. Listen, if they if they put that on a commercial in between uh, innings on Bally Sports, I'd probably have a flight booked. So, uh, yeah, uh, we play every day, and there's crazy stuff that happens. Sign me up. Uh, unfortunately, Adam, the series would continue. Uh, they would finish this out with a day game uh, yesterday, as you're listening to this. And uh, you said, excuse me, Adam, you said sometimes this offense struggles to score. And uh, this was sometimes, one of those instances. Sure. This was one of those instances. Uh, but for me, I mean, it's still just like, shoots me directly in the middle of the chest and I hate watching it and it was you know a terrible terrible outcome but for me this was about Kevin Gossman just having it uh as you referenced Logan Webb's dominance last uh series against the Giants uh, Gossman was nasty uh that being said wish they could have done something to offset that Tough first inning for Freddie Peralta and then settled in. Uh, allows a homer to Bo Bichette to make it one nothing. Blue Jays, Matt Chapman, then homer to right field to score himself. And Dalton Varsho makes it 3 nothing. 
Toronto, and that was all the scoring they would do. Freddie settles in from that point. Six innings pitch, six hits, three runs. They were all earned, all in that first inning. Two walks, three strikeouts, uh, two homers allowed in the first inning, and that was kind of that. And the Brewers couldn't muster anything significant. Kevin Gossman was dominant. Six and two-thirds innings pitch, five hits, no runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts, lowers his season ERA down to 2.76. Gossman's a guy who was uh, a highly touted prospect, uh, spent time in several organizations before really figuring out who he was as a pitcher, um, was in Baltimore to start his career after being drafted, uh, ended up in Atlanta, had a dreadful start to his 2019 season there, uh, ended up on Cincinnati to finish out this that year, ends up in San Francisco, um, and really figures it out, and uh then signed a deal with Toronto after the 2021 season and good last year has been good this year and just really had the Brewers number uh, in this game. Um, Just a symptom or a, a big talking point in this season is just since various injuries have taken, taken regular players out of the Brewers lineup, this offense struggles to muster anything. If they can score four runs, they typically win a baseball game. Uh, but they've been struggling to do that lately. And as you alluded to earlier, Kiermaier had like, just, uh, I don't even think I'm exaggerating with five, like fully extended or sliding catches. So while the Brewers offense far from stellar here, they actually probably made some of their better contact and on a different day against a different team and, uh, a different center fielder, you could add some more hits and may have made all the difference. Like good pitching, really, really tough when Freddie starts like that. And I'm sure all the more frustrating to then for him, even to see them lose the game three, one basically on all the damage that was done in that first inning. But uh, it's kind of interesting coming out of the series too. Like the teams have nearly identical records. The blue Jays are 30 and 27. They feel worlds apart in terms of what they've got going for them. Now, in large part, that is because the Brewers lineup is decimated. And when you look from one to the other, you watch the two teams play each other in these games, it's not necessarily an accurate reflection of what the best version of the two teams could be. Um, That, I guess, should be our solace still, as I feel we're saying more and more, but it's going to run out. If you keep keep losing series... uh, it's the, I mean, if you lose the next series, we've got a four-gamer coming up, right? Well, you're going to be at best 500. So we'll be officially moving to the point where there isn't the consolation of, oh, look, still first the NL Central, still above 500. We're about to run out on that for the Brewers. But it, it's interesting to see they're so close. There's half a game back of the Blue Jays in terms of record. And when you compare what it feels like those two teams are over the course of the series... Kind of feels like worlds apart. The Brewers would score in this game. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Kevin Kiermeyer kind of takes a less than stellar route to a uh, Rowdy Telez fly ball uh, in the outfield. It's almost like he overran it and then was coming back to it, is kind of like I, the best way to describe it. I wonder, yeah. And even, I don't know, maybe, maybe Andrew, he just saw. Rowdy start to power up and get into motion, and he was flustered. All of a sudden, I mean, you think you think you've got so much time, and then next thing, 
the big man is just powering his way around those bases. I mean, that could be it. Uh, it's like uh, I don't, I don't think know it what was. It's like. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'd like to think it was, but I don't think so because, as as I noted to you privately, we'll shout out our friend Numak, who's very passionate about. Any contact, you should be running hard out of the box. You should be trying to get to first base like your life depends on it. Rowdy did not necessarily come out gunning, probably expecting a fly out. And if he did come out push a little bit harder, we could have had could have an inside the park home run for Rowdy Tellez. Which at that point, does life get any better than that? I don't know. Um, at that point, I questioned the score in the ballpark. <laughs> There's got to be an error somewhere. No, uh, no, how dare you? Uh, but <laughs> great, great to see Rowdy get a triple. Unfortunate to see what well, followed. So that, yeah, Rowdy got scored, but there wasn't a whole lot more than that for the Brewers. Yeah, we were feeling good in the ninth inning. A rowdy triple, a William Contreras walk, a rally seemed to be in the making. Then Brian Anderson grounded into a double play. Um, Rowdy scores, obviously, that makes it three-run. And then Andrew uh, Monasterio struck out looking to end the game. A 3-1 loss for the Brewers. And they they pack their bags and uh, leave Toronto. I don't know what your feelings are on the city. I know you hate one of the organizations there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I, the Blue I, I think the Blue Jays are a lot more likable than the Raptors, but I don't like what they did to us this week. Yeah, I've no, I've never been, so I've, I have no beef generally with Toronto. I'd love to, love to visit Toronto. It seems great. Um, never been I would have loved to just would love to, uh, love go, to visit Canada. Yeah, I would have loved to go to the series together, Adam. We could have just been, you know, frolicking around the the stadium, eating whatever food Toronto's famous for, and uh, watching the Brewers lose a series. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that. Uh, I listen when I'm there. The Brewers win series. We've established this. But yeah, it's just the Raptors I hate. I've I've no beef with the Blue Jays yet. Oh yeah, you know, in due time, the twenty twenty three World Series between uh, these two teams that are sure. uh, having interesting records at the moment. Yeah, that wraps up uh, another series loss. Adam, we had a brief glimmer of hope. The series went against the Astros when all things were possible. Oh, I almost launched a bid for president like Connor Roy, but without the money. Um, shall we move on to the Master Brewer leaderboard before looking ahead, Adam? Sure. Let's do that. Uh, Julio Tehran. What can you say? Six innings pitch, four hits, just the one unearned run. No strikeouts, no walks. Andrew Monasterio, three for seven with a walk. Uh, good to see him perform in, uh, his limited time. Uh, after losing Mark Mathias to a trade last year, I didn't know if Ty Windish was going to find another guy who he can really just hitch his wagon to. But Ty is a huge Andrew Andrew Monasterio guy thus far. So uh, shout out to Ty's guy. He does a better job of picking them than Rohan does. Um, Abraham Toro, two for four with a homer, a run, two RBI. Welcome to the Brewers, Abraham. Owen Miller, hitting every game, four for 13. One double, a run, two RBI. Joey Weimer, three for nine, two doubles, one run, one walk. Uh, nice to see some hard contact from Joey. Uh, promising signs for sure. Devin Williams, one inning pitched, a hit, no runs. Uh, nailed down a save in that middle game. And then Peter Strzelecki bounced back. He's had some uh, rocky moments here and there lately, but the scoreless eighth 
in a tight game, uh, giving way to that Devin Knight. Leaderboard, 356 games. Devin Williams has 13. Brian Anderson with 10. Peter Shazeki and Rowdy Telez with 9. Owen Miller, Christian Yelich, Bryce Wilson, Yoel Pimes with 8. William Contreras with 7. Joey Weimer, Corman Burns, Willie Adamas with 6. Hobie Milner, Freddie Peralta, Bryce Tarank, Wade Miley, Garrett Mitchell with 5. Colin Ray and Elvis Piguero on 4. Jesse Winker, Victor Caratini, Eric Lauer, Jake Cousins with 3. Julio Tehran, Trevor McGill, Brandon Woodruff, Gus Farland. Javi Guerra, Tyrone Taylor, Adrian Hauser with two. Luke Voigt, Mike Brasso, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, Andrew Monasterio, Abraham Toro with a single beer. Thoughts, Adam? All wordy. I, th- I do <laughs> think this week all the... I don't know if all of those beers, every single one of them this season has been wordy. I don't know. We'd have to review that at a later date. But yeah, I think all, all wordy, deserving. Uh... Pretty weird, as I said, a motley crew of guys. Uh, if even a few weeks ago, certainly a few months ago, if we'd been like, yeah, this is a series that's going to end, and these are the guys getting Master Brew points, we might, we might have said something along the lines of, oh no. Well, that's, that's where we are. If the ghosts of Christmas past just beat me over the head with a sack of oranges and woke me up one morning and said, and, and this is March to clarify, and said, Andrew, Julio Tehran's going to have two beers on June 2nd. I would have said, <laughs> why are you hitting me with these oranges? And also, uh, he's still in the league, so your your point is well taken, Adam. Um, I'm looking ahead, because as you mentioned earlier, there is a four-game set coming with the Cincinnati Reds. In Cincinnati, our first meeting with the Reds, thus far this season and the reds had won five consecutive baseball games going into yesterday june 1st and then just uh blew a game to the boston red sox late um so as i i said to one of our pals in the discord adam they should just use this and just let it impact their entire series against the brewers and just play the worst baseball they played all season uh there had been some rumors that top prospect uh, Ellie De La Cruz was going to get called up for this series. I haven't seen any word on that. If uh, that was going to be something that's actually happening, that would be the Brewers luck that just this another gargantuan shortstop uh, gets called up in the NL central and just mashes against them. Wouldn't that and be you something? O'Neal Cruz to kill them in the division. Yeah, exactly. He's not quite that tall, but it, for some reason the Cincinnati Reds and the, Pittsburgh Pirates are just sitting around their conference room table with their Brad Pitts and their Jonah Hills, and they're going, new market and efficiency, tall shortstops. Uh, Reds are 26-30 and 30 this year, three games back of the 29-27 and 27 Milwaukee Brewers. So NL Central clash of the Titans, Adam. Uh, tonight, Friday, June 2nd, as you listen to this, 410 Central start, an Apple TV Plus game, uh, Corbin Burns, will take the mound, and boy, do they need him to be the ace that he can be. Facing off against a gentleman named Brandon Williamson. Sure. Uh, Saturday, June 3rd, 310 Central start. Uh, Colin Ray against Graham Ashcraft. Sunday, a 1240 Central start. Adrian Hauser takes the mound against uh, a guy named Ben Lively. Sure. Uh, Monday, June 5th, 610 Central start. Julio Tehran on the mound, and he will take on Luke Weaver. 
that'll wrap up the four game series. A weird one, a, a Friday to Monday series. It's it's throwing off our routine. I don't like it. It's making me itchy. I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, it would behoove the Brewers to win this series against the Cincinnati Reds. I think that could that could uh, inject us with the good vibes that we need to to you know maybe start to have positive thoughts uh even if right now we don't have many just just sweep the reds they're better than they were last year the brewers aren't as good but i just please give me the thing i've been asking for just honestly sweep anyone it was great when they did that to the royals makes a big difference you know you can buy yourself some more of these losing two out of three series trying to get healthy but you've just every now and then you've got to find one I mean, I see the Oakland A's at Amfam on the horizon, but the Orioles between now and then, that could be painful. Let's just let's just fight away and get three out of four at least. Let's win a series. But I'm just gonna keep being like, can we just sweep someone? Just to buy some time. It's good to not lose a game in a series. Uh, a podcast I reference often, Cespedes Family Barbecue, Jake and Jordan have dubbed four game sweeps. Uh, moppings so you mop them nice, so if you I show like it. so if you're if the brewers have won the first three games of the series and you're in cincinnati for game four bring your mop to the ballpark that's all that's all i can say uh brewers fans uh yeah this is bringing us towards the close of uh of another sterling edition of cruising for a bruising uh technically we're in our fourth month of the season because the games or the game started on march 30th so april may are gone we're now looking at june great april tough may and june so far uh oh and one on the month of june so uh reds ahead baltimore and then oakland uh if they don't win that oakland series adam i might be broken but uh we'll we'll uh we'll see how it all shakes out all right, that does it for us for this episode. We'll be back to talk about what will hopefully be a mopping of the Cincinnati Reds early next week. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. That's Cruising for Bruising. You'll never miss an episode. If you somehow did miss our last episode, maybe you're just expecting us to be here after the Brewer series. Go check out our last episode. We spoke with Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel for our 100 episode. You should also check out the rest of the GSPM podcasts, the Eurostep Podcast Network, the main feed for all things books, Talk to the Tundra for all things Packers, make time for this for all things pop culture. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.